Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode of Contractor Evolution from Breakthrough Academy. In this episode, Benji and Igor continue their ultimate hiring funnel series with Josie Ann Gaudet of Crew HR. They break down a super easy to follow framework that will have you writing compelling job postings that attract the best candidate. Welcome back to Contractor Evolution. Uh, this is episode two of our six-part ultimate hiring funnel series. So last week, if you remember, we walked you through how to build the all-important ideal candidate profile. So hopefully now you've got at least a bit of an idea how to break down a role, reverse engineer that avatar, and really think through the type of person you want to hire that you think would be super successful in the role you're looking for. Um, so now the question is, how do we use that profile to write an engaging posting that top quality applicants can't help but click on and apply. So to do that, we're joined by our amazing guest, Josie Gaudet of Crew HR, who you should remember from last week's awesome episode. And today, what we're going to do is break down a super easy to follow framework that will have you writing compelling job postings that attract the best candidates. And don't worry, you don't need to be a wordsmith to do this. Um, she also takes us through the all important do's and don'ts, and then how to evaluate your job postings on the scale from amateur to world-class. Uh, so same as last week, this episode is chock full of a ton of free downloads available through the link in the description. So if you're listening in your car or you're away from your desk, um, you can obviously go home and download these templates, use them to implement what we talk about right away. Okay, so let's talk job postings with Josie Ann Gaudet. You're watching Contractor Evolution, where we unpack the systems, tactics, and skills you need to take your fast-growing contracting business to the next level. You're here to learn what it takes to scale up, work less, and increase profitability. You've come to the right place. Stay tuned to learn what separates the new breed of contractor from the old school, and welcome to your ultimate guide on the business of contracting. Hey, just before we jump into things, I wanted to let you know you can get the free resources that we talk about in this episode in the show description. So hit pause right now, go download them, and they'll be waiting in your inbox by the time we finish this episode. Josiane, welcome back to the show. Thanks a lot for uh, for joining us. Amazing. Thanks, Benji. Good to see you again, Josie. Thank you. Right off the hop, um, I want to get on the same page about what we mean by a job posting. So can you define it for us? Yeah, so a job posting is really a chance to get in front of uh, of candidates. It's a chance to showcase your company. And really, it is an advertisement. Mm. It's part of your marketing collaterals, and it's uh, it's something that is, uh, uh, yeah, part of the marketing strategy and showcasing your company and the positions you're recruiting for. Keyword is advertisement, though. Absolutely. Yeah, it is absolutely a marketing piece. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people get wrong with this stage of the recruiting process is they don't look at this just like you would any other piece of marketing collateral. And I think that's the keyword marketing collateral, right? Um, this is meant to attract the right kind of person and get them to click mm -hmm. just like parts of your website 
Uh, it's just like things that you might send in the mail. It's just like your your truck or van wraps. This is a classic piece of marketing collateral that's meant to attract the right person. And we see um, so many contractors complain about how the labor pool is so tight. Uh, this new generation of young people or government subsidies uh, that makes it just so hard to hire. But here's the fact. We have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of uh, construction and trades companies in the Breakthrough Academy program, and they're really good ones. They are stacked with a talent, and totally. they know how to find them. So they absolutely are out there. Um, if you cannot or you find yourself regularly complaining about these challenges, I guarantee you, you are not marketing effectively yep. in this realm. Yep. There are a lot of very popular scapegoats when it totally. comes to like why one can't build a really good team. Millennials, the tight labor market, young kids don't want to work. Um, the list goes on. But you're absolutely right because when you profile the high performers, they've figured it out. And I think the thing we're going to spend a lot of time talking about today is like, what's the difference, right? Like what have they done that's allowed them to build that team? Yeah. And, and I'll speak at this from my personal experience over the last couple of years, like we've recruited in some, uh, very competitive, uh, markets and, and very competitive types of roles. And, and we found good people. And I think a key part of it is because our advertisements, our marketing pieces are, are very, very strong. Exactly. And you and I uh, had talked about the misconception of a job description versus a job posting totally. and lots of people out there think that it's interchangeable or it's the same thing you copy the job description and you paste it right into Kijiji yeah. or craigslist and off you go that's exactly. not how it works no nope. yeah we, we say this a lot um like you need to be wearing your marketer hat mm -hmm. and if you actually take a step back and you look at um i mean you look at this series that we're that we're doing right now like this ultimate hiring funnel series if you look at it from step to step you know ideal candidate profile, job posting, then you promote it, you cast a wide net, then you you know, you know set up some interviews, you do some interviews, select them. If you look at a marketing campaign, it's literally the exact same 100%. steps. It's the exact same steps. And I think that, so there's a mindset shift there. There's a mindset, a mindset shift that you need to make early for this to work. If you approach the writing of this job posting without your marketer hat on, you will be sitting there with an empty inbox after a week of waiting and it's not a very good feeling. I've been there. It sucks. So yeah, you just on this point, Benji, you and I have mentioned this before, I think in the inter introduction to this series, but we've talked about how much people will spend both in time and money. If you just look at your budget, mm -hmm. uh, how much you have in marketing and relatively speaking, how little you have in recruiting. But where's the bottleneck? But the bottleneck is often on operations, production and people. Right. And isn't that ironic? So that marketer, ha let's, let's say we're going to put our marketer hats on. Um, how, how do we actually write a job posting that meets the expectations of those high performers uh, that we're looking for? That's, that's the question that we're trying to answer today. That and Benji, you in your words right there, I think hit it spot on. It's how does this ad meet the expectations of the high performers you're, you're looking to hire? I think most people haven't really wrapped their head around and internalized what Benji just said, right? It is a lot of like, I need people to show up on time. I need them to have a driver's license. It's super hard work ethic. We're in a different age, yeah. right? This isn't like the 80s here. This is, you are in a competitive market uh, this whole marketing uh, process and these advertisements are about you capturing the attention of the mm -hmm. right person and you portraying something that is going to meet their 
expectations. Exactly, absolutely. And whenever you've done recruitment in um, in tight markets, and I see it a lot in resort towns, is you know candidates have five job offers uh, per day if they want to. And I think this is becoming uh, more generalized. There are so many jobs out there, and it's about capturing attention and really offering something that meets the expectations of the candidate, where they can see themselves grow. Yeah, because that candidate, the one that you really want, after they finish the interview with you, they're going to two more. Exactly. Like you are not, you're maybe with your competitor. Yeah, yeah, you are absolutely not their only option. So this this need to compete um, is central to this whole idea. Now, um, Josiane has helped us kind of develop a bit of a, a framework here that, like we said, meets the expectations of the high performers that you want. Uh, we're going to go through it sort of point by point. But before we do, I'll just mention there will be a downloadable version of this um, that you can that you can go to the description. There'll be a link there. Just click it. You can look at this at home. Like if you're driving right now, there's a visual version of this that you can come back and get later. But we're going to go through this point by point. And I'm going to start with number one. Um, a good job posting needs a catchy and engaging title. So what do we mean by that? So something that reflects uh, the position. So it, it describes what the position is about, uh, but maybe with words that are uh, a little bit more modern or trendier than, than what we used to see. Uh, again, it really has to describe the position. So if, some, if it's something that's a little bit too creative uh, and doesn't really resonate mm. with candidates, it might get confusing. Like don't be so quirky that people have no idea what you're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We, I, I, was, I was looking through... Um, our, our BT membership, I, saw, I found a few really good ones. So here are a couple of examples that came to uh, that, that stood out to me. Um, we're looking for a rock star customer service representative. So that's like a CSR role. Advance your leadership capacity as a project lead. Um, here's a good one. Be the captain of your own ship as our operations manager. Yeah. What you don't want to do is just say carpenter. Yeah. Labor wanted <laughs> 20 bucks an hour. Um, you know, this is where you need to spiff it up a little. So yeah. that catchy and engaging title is the first thing that somebody sees when they're scrolling through a whole list of other job postings out there. You want something that at least makes them say, ah, eh, I'm not totally uninterested. Let me click on that and see what else is there. Yeah, 100%. Keep in mind, a high performer has a really good role that they're in right now. And if they're if they happen to be scrolling through ads, they're not like, hey, I'm going to click the, this one and then I'm going to click the next one. I'm going to click the next one after that. They're like, I'm going to stroll through this for 20 minutes before I go to sleep. And if something really jumps out at me, maybe I'll click on it, but I'm probably not going to even engage in this. And that's kind of where you, that that's the mindset that you want to have as you're writing these is that you need to grab their attention in that type of moment where they're basically going and be like, I'll just have a browse. I probably mm -hmm. won't click on anything unless it's really special. So... You've got that you, you come up with a with a catchy and engaging title. The next thing that you guys say is um, a must are four to six engaging questions that capture interest. So right away. What right off the what, top. what could that look like? So that could be uh, questions that showcase uh, the benefits of working for your company. So maybe uh, the highlights uh, of what you offer as a, as a business, or it could be particularities about the role. So something that's, uh, that's uh, necessary in terms of the personality or the skills that you're looking for. And it's worded in ways uh, that resonates with your culture. Uh, it's engaging and it's meant to be almost like a checklist. So as a candidate going through 
through. Uh, you love the title that you just saw above, and then you read these questions, and you're supposed to recognize yourself mm -hmm. in there. So, um, you know, do you uh, love organizing uh, events and meeting really cool people? And you're you're meant to almost like check, check, yes, yes, I see myself. Right. And the goal would be that they see themselves in a you know ideally a hundred percent of these questions, but at least eighty percent, so that they they do want to read on and keep yeah. moving to the next section. Some of the ones I've seen that are, are really good, like we, we have a super strong um, renovator in, in Squamish, BC. It's like a beautiful place, mountains everywhere. And it says like, you know, work on beautiful work on beautiful job sites surrounded by mountains. Like, do you, do you want to do that? That's kind of how he frames it. It's like, that's, you, know, you may not think of that if you just um, aren't really reflecting on what the position has to offer. But that is a cool thing that a lot of people on his crew really love. They're surrounded by ice cap mountains with beautiful properties everywhere. So he does that. Another one I've seen is like, um, do you want to work for a small and dynamic com company that's the right size that you can grow into? So you're, you're writing something where they go, oh, you know what? There might be a home for me here. I guess I'll keep reading. Totally. Yeah. You're really speaking to their needs, right? Like one we hear a lot of uh, with, with strong leaders, like employees that you're looking to hire is uh, they work within a very large system of a huge company where they just don't feel they can have an impact. And if that's the kind of person you're talking to, that, mm -hmm. that sentence that Benji put could be really powerful. Um, I'll put another point in here. I know a lot of our Breakthrough Academy members have applied and won all sorts of really cool awards, whether it's in the industry, like in construction, um, for various actual types of projects, or their fastest growing, or their best employer, best in class. This this is the place also to put these kind of awards. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that 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 prospects really like they they're seeking for a workplace that has some sort of true credibility and is best in class. Cool. Exactly. And we were talking earlier about the fact that uh, we we are trying to attract uh, uh, the younger workforce to join uh, our businesses. So what's important to them? And I think we can showcase some of these things in these engaging questions being, you know, something about your culture and how someone can have um, uh, meaning and, and uh, you know, fulfill their, their purpose in the, in the organization. It can be about the flexibility uh, that you offer in mm. terms of the schedule, the career growth, and, and all the things that millennials are, are looking for in joining the workforce. Yeah, absolutely. I hear that one a lot from prospects of like, wow, I love how there's such a huge purpose behind what you guys do. And I think, um, I mean, if you don't, if you're listening to this and, and you're, you don't have that or your organization doesn't have that right now, it's something to think about, but th there is just a true reality that in the millennial, uh, group, that is a very real something thing. they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next, um, thing in this framework is, is sort of a company bio, but the way that, the way that you phrase it is say why your company is so awesome to work for. So it's, I guess it's not just a simple description. We're a residential painting company that does blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like why we rock. So can you just unpack that for me? Yeah, so uh, basically how you would describe the culture. So yes, you might uh, include a few of the key elements of, of what you do and what your um, you know, what your purpose is, and it should definitely state uh, your mission. So what you're after, uh, why your company exists, and, and why it's so fun to work with you. So maybe some of the events that you're, you're involved in, your involvement in the community, mm -hmm. uh, what you're trying to achieve. So part of, of your vision, I think, should live there as well. So 
just to showcase where you're heading as a business. I think as well, um, just a point for for maybe smaller companies that are maybe in your first couple of years, you don't have like that huge track record of awards that you've won and all these, you know, projects that, that you've done yet. A, a simpler way to do this, almost to cheat, is like talk about why the future is so bright. Talk, talk about what your vision is. Talk about you what you as a company are growing into if right at this stage you don't feel like you have this huge platform to speak from yet. You can you can kind of speak about it in the future tense. Okay, so next is is something you guys call the this is for you if section. What is that? So this is a section where we want people to really, really self-identify. So this is a list of bullet points. So it's different than the section above where it's like about your company name. That's in like two to three short paragraphs. This is a bullet listed section. This is for you if dot, dot, dot. And what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to outline essentially like what's in the role what are they going to be doing? But from a perspective where the right person will be like, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's mm. me. And the wrong kind of person will be like, Ooh, no way this. And what they'll say is like, they'll be like, Ooh, interesting role name. I like what this company's saying, but then they'll get down to this section. And they'll be like, maybe this isn't quite for me. Right. Um, when we look at a bunch of people, let's say Benji, that we work with and we write in here, we say, you have a genuine desire to help people shine and be their best. The kind of people that you and I work with, they're going to look at that and be like, that's totally me. Mm. But some people are going to be way more of like a solo contributor and they're going to kind of gloss over that and not care so much. Right. And I think it's it's your chance to showcase uh, some elements of the role that people should know about. So if there's, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, there needs to be high attention to detail because you're a project manager managing multiple projects. I think there should be a level of transparency so it lives there. Um, and and there could be something else, uh, you know, perhaps about um, how difficult the role can be uh, sometimes uh, just just to be to, to show that level of, of transparency and really uh, narrow down on those skills and it's a good thing if some people read this and go eh, no, exactly. no definitely not like you almost want this to repel the wrong kind of person so that they don't clutter up your inbox and you don't waste time on them it, sh- it should be that specific so i um did you have something to say? No, I was just going to say to, to Josie's point on like how it's totally okay to illustrate how tough things can be. There's a way to write that. And this is where the copywriting becomes quite important where you're writing it in such a way where that right person is going to look at that and be like, yeah, that is me. So I'll give you an example. If it's for a project manager that is going to have to deal with tough stuff and be gritty, they're going to deal with employees turning over, they're going to deal with uh, pissed off customers or like difficult weather conditions, whatever, you might phrase it in a way where like, this is for you if, and you'll say, uh, you love problem solving and, and, and being the point person to get it done at the end of the yeah. goal or whatever it might be, right? So um, there, there's a way to phrase stuff in such a way where uh, it sounds challenging, but the right kind of person will still be like, I love that type of challenge. I um I dug up a few examples that just showcase your your point really well, right? So this is for you if you love burying your head in plans and blueprints to build accurate proposals that keep our company profitable. So that would be for like an estimator role. Right. Somebody that's like doing takeoffs, crunching numbers. Like I would read that and be like, hell no. That's not me at all. 
Next, you would totally say which that. is good. I would totally say that. <laughs> Here's another one. You love the process of taking a drawing and turning it into something that you can reach out and touch. So that'd be like a project manager, maybe for a custom home builder. Um, you find it really rewarding to build relationships with people you want to do business with for the long haul. Account executive, business development, some kind of salesperson. Um, here's a good one, another one I wouldn't like. A great day for you includes fussing over the details, planning and executing to perfection. So that would be like an office manager. And you know what, here's another point I wanna make too. Like I think there are some rules um, within contracting if we're real that maybe aren't so sexy. Like. It, you know, if it, you, sometimes you do need like heavy lifting labor. There's there's grunt work to be done. You, you don't need to like totally fake it, but there's a way to flip that around. So you don't want to say, you know, labor wanted. It's going to be really hard and really hot and we work, we work long days. Just say you get fired up about putting your head down to get shit done. Like that, totally. that's a great line for a labor level role if that's indeed what you're looking for. So I think the, the framing is really, really important. And that's why we, um, instead of just putting, um, you know, qualifica qualifications or a role description, we call this a this is for you if section because the reader, the potential applicant is able to self-identify and select. Yeah. So the thing you want to be focused on when you're writing this section is that is you know, your realization that there are many different types of humans in this world, right? And different people naturally like and enjoy different things. And what you're trying to do in this section is, is to expose the, these kind of needs, the likes, desires, even if they're tough and challenging of the kind of person that you're trying to attract. So some key words as you're thinking through this sort of bullet point type section is like, this is for you if you love dot, dot, dot. You have a natural ability, dot, dot, dot. You get fired up by, you truly enjoy. So these are like a few of these kind of opening words that you want these bullet points to start with. Cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The next uh, stop on this framework, point number five is a, in this role, you will be section. So this is, I guess, your chance to describe the actual position. Exactly. So I would frame it almost as a day in the life of mm. uh, to really paint a picture of what it looks like to be in this role. So it does refer to the responsibilities. And again, um, yeah, it's just about giving them an insight, like almost a snapshot as to what a day in the life of would look like. Cool. And I want to clarify one thing here. It does vary a lot from the job description because I think a lot of listeners would take maybe what Josiane just said and say, well, I'll just copy and paste the job description in. But what you're doing here is, is you're taking what the role is, but you're coming back to Benji's point, you're putting on your marketing hat and you're saying, how do I deliver this in a way that sounds super appealing mm -hmm. for the person that I'm going after based on what I know about them from the previous episode, which is who is this ideal totally. candidate? So Benji, what are some examples well, before I get to these, the examples, I would just say if you've done the work of creating the ideal candidate profile like we talked about in the last episode, this is very little work. You're just sort of shifting the language to be a little bit more salesy because totally. all of this stuff is being thought through very, very carefully. What you're doing now is just, you know, like you said, turning it into an advertisement. So um, some good like in this role you will be um, would be, okay, prioritizing meetings and activities based on business goals and objectives. So that, so that would be for like um, a sales coordinator, an office admin, um, you know, it sounds really smart, makes it sound like you're doing cool shit all the time. That's why you'd phrase it that way. Uh, another one would be 
In this role, you will be fostering relationships and providing solutions to really nice customers. If you had like a, um, you know, your roofing company, a construction company, a landscaping company, and you have like an estimator that's doing in-home estimates and they're needing to sell, um, you know, to to homeowners, that would be a in this role you will be type example for that role. Um, in this role, you will be leading and empowering a team of up and comers. This, this we found from a crew lead for a landscaping businesses <laughs> from a landscaping business. So, you know, again, what you don't want to say is you will be leading, you will be managing, um, you know, some young people who from time to time are hung over and show up late and complain. Don't say that. <laughs> say you will be leading and empowering a team of up and comers. So again, all about the framing. Um, and I think in general, with these bullet points, you really want to highlight how this person will interact with customers, how they will interact with other employees, mm -hmm. and how they will contribute to the big picture of mm -hmm. the organization and the goals. So just keep that in mind so it's not just a list of dry tasks, but how this all plays in the big picture. 100%. Um, next, we get to the benefits. And there's a whole bunch of different ways that you could describe the benefits. What, what are some obvious ones? So obvious, uh, you know, our minds it immediately go to compensation. Mm -hmm. So there could be financial um, things that you want to put in there. There could be, um, you know, just the benefits in terms of medical benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, but we want to go beyond that. So we want to, uh, to talk about the culture. Uh, we want to talk about uh, flexibility and lifestyle uh, and just why uh, um, you know, why it's so amazing to work for your company. So mm -hmm. uh, talk a bit about the experience that people will get. I think I think one um, that a lot of contractors could do a little bit better is talking about the intercompany fun or the vibe or the culture. Like, hey, if you guys play on a softball team in the summer months, mention that. If you guys do uh, a weekend away in the winter as a team retreat, mention that. If you guys do wing nights every Tuesday, mention that like this is just a place to sprinkle in some of the fun stuff that you do for your team. And if you don't do any of that stuff, you should start. Yeah, um, I find that this to be a really key thing that gets brought up in a lot of our initial, like we call it a discovery meeting, which mm -hmm. actually precedes our interviews. And a lot of prospects bring this up to me because we, we, we highlight it on our join the team page on the website, but we do a ton of really cool shit with our team. Like, and I mean like multiple times a year, big trips. Like we just got back to like a helicopter flying multi-day river raft event. Right. Um, Th this kind of stuff is super important and and you do want to highlight it because people want to be a part of really cool really fun stuff with great people right and uh and and this is a huge part of it so when i think of the you know the benefits it's it's the benefits it could be like compensation all the stuff that Josie mentioned but yeah it, it's 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 hugely around company culture what is so cool about being a part of your team yeah that goes into this section and if you're listening to this right now and you're like man, I don't really know what I'd put in here. I think that you should take some time and ponder that because you need to do, be doing this kind of stuff. You, your team needs to have a ton of fun working together um, if you want to be able to attract high performers and make it fun for yourself to run, to run the organization. So if you don't know what to put in here, uh, you should take that back and do some deeper thinking right now. The, Definitely. The, the one thing I don't think we flushed out fully in the benefits, um, it's, it's so important, would be learning and development opportunities. And I think that um, it, even if you're hiring a more, you know, 
everyone comes from humble beginnings in a lot of these companies. So even if you're just hiring, um, you know, a labor for your renovations crew, you're hiring a landscape maintenance technician for your landscaping businesses, make sure that you highlight that that's just the start. This is where this is where you begin. This is where you can potentially grow. Here's the training, the development, the coaching, the mentorship that you're going to get along the way to move in that direction. Going back to speaking about like younger generations and what they're looking for, like that's a huge check mark. If that's missing, um, you know, nobody wants a dead end job anymore. Exactly. And even if you don't have mm -hmm. a, a you know a very sophisticated offering in terms of learning. And, and training programs, just maybe stating the fact that uh, laborers or um, uh, you know frontline staff are going to be working with an experienced crew uh, that uh, you know has years of experience and can teach them. I think that would be uh, an awesome perk to have as a, a young person joining a contracting company. So. <clears throat> I'm going to do a quick recap before we get to these last two points, just to highlight something catchy and engaging title. You're selling four to six engaging questions. You're selling. Why is your company so awesome to work for? You're selling. This is for you. If in this role, you will be the benefits. These are all, this is all written like sort of as sales copy. Then point number seven is experience required. This is what we actually are looking yeah, for. So this I want to highlight that we need. So this is like a long form page right? And just think about, so we've got all these sections. So some of them are a whole bunch of bullet points, uh, like the, this is for you. If some of them are like a couple short paragraphs, like about, and then your company name. Uh, but all of these are selling, 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 selling. You are writing, this is an advertisement to your ideal candidate profile type of individual. So to Benji's point, we've this we've we've gone this whole time. So imagine yourself scrolling through this page. It's all this stuff, and we we're, we just now for the first time get to exclusions, mm -hmm. which is this experience required, right? And that's mm -hmm. kind of what we meant earlier by this is an advertising piece. This is sales copy. Mm -hmm. And when I so when we talk to business owners that are really struggling with recruitment, they can't find good good people. If you look at what their job postings actually look like, it's literally just this experience required section. <laughs> <laughs> it's like help wanted with help wanted above want. and a this cow all cowboy cursive font. All, all of this stuff, all of this stuff is missing. So, so what what do what should we have um, in experience required? Uh, so the background in terms of the education that's needed for this role, uh, if there's any certifications or tickets, uh, and then the years of experience, and then I would go a little bit beyond. So add, um, you know, perhaps uh, if, if this role requires knowledge in using different programs, I would include that in there. So on the IT side, mm -hmm. uh, and then I would go into the soft skills. So what are some of the soft skills that are essentials? They're, uh, they'll, they're deal breakers, basically, if, if you don't find them in a resume uh, and uh, and I would uh, yeah leave on maybe a few of the things that uh, are negotiables and then I would mention that they are assets and those should go at the very bottom cool so mostly a sales piece little bit of exclusionary stuff to just make sure that you know not just anyone is applying then what we finish this job posting with is what we call a call to action what's a call to action a call to action is uh, a sentence or a button that prompts the candidate to send their application. 
So that could be, uh, you know, if it's uh, if this job posting is on your career web page, uh, so you probably want to have a built-in button where people can click or there's a form they can uh, they can mm -hmm. fill, and it's very clear uh, that there's a sentence that says you must do this uh, or send your resume to this email address. So. So one I like, and I'll, I'll show you how almost all of ours actually end. I'll, I'll read out the call to action here. So at the end of all of this, it says, if this sounds like you and you feel ready to take on an awesome new adventure, use the application form below and let us know why you'd be a great part of our team. And then there's a field below for that where they actually have to write a little bit. Now but. that would that would work if you have built a careers page or totally. a join the team yeah. page or an opportunities page on your website. If you haven't done that, I would I'd really suggest looking into it. It's not a ton of work. It really makes you look professional. Um, it, it's you know it's good for SEO. There's a lot of reasons why you might do that, and it's fairly low hanging fruit. If if you're still just posting on your typical job boards. Um, LinkedIn, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, Glassdoor, you know, whatever else. There's there's dozens and dozens of websites. Um, if you're using one of those, then you will be using the sort of built-in formatting of that site, which is fine too. Sometimes, but you can still have that those couple sentences of a call to action. That's what I'm saying, 100%. You're, you're sort of, you're held to the parameters of that site, but you should still have a very clear, you know, if you want to apply, take these actions. And that would be, you know, email a resume and a cover letter here or fill out this form or whatever. So um, that call to action piece is really important. And I, I know it seems simple, um, it's not uncommon that I've seen lots of ads where it just says, um, you know, to find out more, check out the website or, yeah. you know, here's a link and the, the reader is not super crystal clear on what it is they need to do to, to communicate with you, to express interest. And that would be such a shame if you wrote all this great stuff and then you're losing a whole bunch of stuff right yeah. at the end because it's just unclear. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's marketing pieces, piece 101, right? It's tell them exactly what to do. Yeah, and it has to be easy um, because you don't want people to go away and maybe not come back. Uh, the same way that, that you know at the the end of the aisles at the grocery store when you're in front of the cashier, there's all these items almost with arrows pointing at them, yeah. you know, and, and you grab them because they're there. You want the same thing to happen with your candidates Those clicking on it. Damn chocolate bars, man! <laughs> they get me every time. Um, okay, amazing, so, Benji. Give yep. us a really quick run through. Let's summarize our sections one more time. So yeah. First so, off, catchy and engaging title that, you know, somebody's going to click on as they're scrolling through. Yep. Number two, four to six engaging questions that capture interest. Number three, why your company is so awesome to work for. Number four, this is for you if, that's the section where you, uh, you know, this is, for, this is for you if you love putting your head down in plans and, and blueprints to build an accurate proposal to keep our company profitable. That's where you use that kind of language. Then number five is in this role you will be. So as Josie says, you're describing a day in the life of someone in that role. There's a the benefits section. So talking about culture, financial, lifestyle, intercompany fund, learning and development, uh, flexibility, your actual health benefits fits potentially a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, point number seven is your experience required. So this is when you are actually talking about the qualifications you need and the deal breakers. And then number eight, there's a very clear call to action, what to do if you want to apply. This will be available <clears throat> as a downloadable sheet that you can look at. Um, when you have this in front of you, you will find writing your own job posting from scratch very quick, very easy. So I would really encourage uh, you listeners to go to the link in the description, click it, and you will be able to download it 
uh, for free. Yeah, and one of the things you'll see, guys, when you download this is that these are actual headings, the ones that Benji was talking about, almost all of them are real headings. So uh, we don't have a heading on the questions, that it's the heading is the actual role name, but below that, these are all headings, of course, it says about Epic Roofing or whatever it is, uh, that's, that's a heading. Below, this is for you if, that's a heading, right? So you want to make it easy for the reader mm-hmm. um, from in, in the way, in the way that it's that it, that it's visually laid out. So on the mm-hmm. note of visual layouts, can we just talk about that for a second? Um, the ideal scenario is that you actually have this on your website, right? So you have, if you look at our website from Breakthrough Academy, go to btacademy.com, you can actually see the join the team. There's a link at the at the, at the bottom footer. We've got a whole page for it. There's an opening video that actually outlines how awesome our team is and how cool it is to work here, like a high production value video, and then all the roles are listed in there. That's super fancy. If you don't get to that, totally cool. But at minimum, I think what you want to have is some sort of team, join the team, careers, whatever page. Um, But if you are just posting these on these other websites, you do the same thing. The call to action just looks a little bit different. And if you're going to advertise, and we'll get to this in the next kind of episode in the series, but as you're advertising all of your, if you're advertising through paid functions like on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, organic social, or if you're getting your employees to network um, and refer, everything drives back to that one main page on your website. And, and we have to remember that the goal is really to stand out. Totally. Um, and the bar is fairly low. There, there, this is a low-hanging mm-hmm. fruit. This is a total opportunity. It's easy if you follow this framework to really stand out uh, and, and really rise above any other job postings you know out what? there. It's such a good point. Like If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't know if that would actually work, go and literally go to construction jobs in your city right now and look at 10. You will see it is very easy to be the best on that job posting. Very few companies are following a proven framework. They're not using well-written copy. Um, This is low-hanging fruit for sure. Um, I want to talk quickly uh, about sort of do's and don'ts. We've covered the framework. I I think the listeners probably get the steps they should follow, but what are just from your experience, like best practices, but also worst practices? And we'll, we'll start with, We'll start with the best practices. We'll start with the do's. Okay, so in the do section, you definitely want to use strong imagery. Mm. So you've probably done some of your branding work already. You know, you're, you're um, uh, well acquainted with what your, your brand is all about. So you want to choose imagery that reflects your brand, reflects the culture, uh, is engaging, is showcasing your team culture, and, uh, and, and is just matching really the, the job posting that you are putting out there. Get high gloss photography if you don't have some. Hire yeah. a photographer, get yourself a camera. It's really, really important. This is a really key piece. I want to highlight what, jo- what Josiane's saying. So if you haven't already, grab those downloads. They're in the show description. Uh, you could check it out. It's really cool because we give an example in those downloads. But what you'll see is really strong imagery in that example. So right off the top, this is like literally above the name of the role, is a powerful banner image showing at your ideal candidate with a huge smile on their face, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at all of ours, like if you go to Breakthrough Academies, join the team page, you click into some of those, you'll see that there too, big banner image across the top with someone that looks like your ideal candidate, huge smile, right? And then below, uh, what you also see is on the breaks between all of these sections, we've got images where it says like about and then company name. 
it's that that that's the place where you put that classic awesome team shot big smiles people having a good time we live in a very visual world totally right? social media instagram people want to see and feel what this is like so use imagery i think through this post you should have about five to six really good images and to what Benji was saying, if you don't have them, it is absolutely worth the six, seven hundred bucks to hire a professional photographer, set up a shot list, and 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 take some photos of some really cool stuff. You can the thing about the the photography too is like we're talking about it in the context of making a good job posting. You're going to use that stuff in so many different places in your business on your website. You use it for marketing. Like it's that's a that's a total no brainer to get that done. So imagery is. The first do, what's the next do, Josie? So uh, going along with imagery, it's the spacing. So you have your images, you have your sections well-defined, and then you want to make sure that there's proper spacing in between all of this. So the idea is that you're looking mostly, most people are, out there are, are looking for clear thinkers. So you want to showcase that you are a clear thinking company as well, and that your information is concise and presented in a way that's easily digestible. 100%. And we've seen so many of these ads where it looks like a bit of a discombobulated mess. And uh, again, coming back to this point of you're, you're selling, you're trying to attract a real A player here. An A player is going to look at that and be like, I don't work for companies that communicate this way. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'll give you another do, Benji, is, is check your spelling and your grammar. <laughs> this should be perfectly written, right? Like there's yep. no excuse to not oh. have this exceptionally well written. Again, an A player is going to be looking for someone that does stuff at a high level. Having spelling and grammar mistakes all over, this is going to be like an instant turnoff to high 100%. performers. 100%. Yeah. And another one would be finding the right balance between the want and the give. Ah, so, yes. okay. <laughs> so I always like to talk about recruiting as um, it's very similar to dating. So you want to put something out there that really showcases, um, you know, the, the right balance between what you are offering to candidates uh, versus what you are requesting right. from them. Uh, and uh, I was joking <laughs> about uh, you know going on a date when I was uh, uh, when I was younger, and uh, the person uh, you know was just uh, chatting, and he said uh, you know basically uh, you know in a life partner I'm looking for someone who's going to do the cooking and the cleaning, and taking care of the kids and have an awesome career. And then he stopped and he said, well you know I'll take the trash out, but that's pretty much what I'll do. And I was like, whoa, this is... <laughs> so don't write a job... Don't write a job posting the way this date went. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's the lesson. And, uh, you know, bless his heart. And I often think of him when I write job postings because <laughs> I imparted some serious wisdom on you. <laughs> exactly. So really, you know, think about at least 50-50 of what you're offering versus what you what you want. So the mm -hmm. requirements for the job. And if you could do 80-20, that's even, even better. better. Even better. Exactly. I know. Yeah. I see a lot of job postings and you, and you read them and you're like, this is super demanding. I totally. want, I want, oh, yeah. I want, I want, we need, we need, we need, we need 25 bucks an hour yeah. and then an email address. And it's like, you know, you kind of need to, it's tough. You need to, on some level, check your ego a bit when you're writing these things because a potential employee is, they have needs too, like your customers. They have needs that need to be met. They're thinking about the kind of employer that they want to work for. And that's why I think that framework that we went through earlier is so beautiful because it just gives you a super plug and play way to tell that story in a way that 
they get immediately. Yeah, and this is especially true for this millennial generation that I think uh, does get a lot of flack, but there's so many high performers within. Very, yeah, free thinkers, very dynamic people, but they need to have, they need to have the latitude in their role, but they also need to understand, like I'm going to develop and grow here. It's a very deep rooted need of this new generation. Mm -hmm. So do we have any other do's? One last one. Okay. So it would be the feeling that you want the person to leave mm. with after reading your job posting. So if someone is confused or exhausted by just reading the job posting, that's not a good feeling. So really thinking about, you know, creating a feeling of excitement, of curiosity, um, you know, whatever word you come up with that that's positive and that's going to translate in action. Uh, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. On that point, uh, I think that this is something once you finish writing it as the business owner, I mean, this is, this is, what you're writing as a marketing piece to attract people to your organization, you got to be proud of this page, right? So read it from that perspective and ask yourself, am I super proud of this thing? Show it to your husband, your wife, to some friends and be like, is this awesome energy? Like, is this awesome energy here? Mm -hmm. Tell me. And, and if it's not like, yep, huge thumbs up, this sounds freaking awesome you got to do some tweaks, whether it's the copy or the imagery or the layout or the spacing, but it should be something that you're really proud to share and to send out. Cool. Um, let's go through some don'ts. I got one more question after that and then we'll wrap, but I want to hear, uh, you know, the things to avoid. Yeah. So one huge one I think is, you know, we unfortunately we're in an industry where everyone's recruiting for the same thing. Uh, you'll see that, you know, as Benji said, if you just go and look at a, at a whole bunch of ads and uh, one thing you really don't want to do is blend in because everyone is hiring for a lead hand, for an estimator, for an office administrator, uh, and they all sound exactly the same. Like you have to have to be unique. And I think this formula that we gave you here will is, is a really strong starting step. But just think about that when you're writing all the copy, when you're choosing all the images, it has to be different. So that's a pretty key one. Yeah, and don't be different by using, you know, font that is off-brand. Like, <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> bad font. Like the cowboy font that says wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just avoid that. No comic sans no. either. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and the, the one I mean I mentioned earlier, like like a, a big do is 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 just to, to check your grammar and your spelling. Like don't you wanna you wanna be cognizant of like who you're writing to. So it does have to be like it's gotta be funny and engaging, but it does also have to be professional and you have to just watch um, you know, what we've talked about is, is, is gotta be inclusive as well, especially in this, in this day and age is, is pretty important, right? Like we have, when you look at a lot of our imagery, it's like a lot of guys and girls in images, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any other don'ts? Don't sell something that's not true. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 No over promising. No, exactly. And, uh, you know, and I think if you notice something that's uh, that's a bit off, then it's a chance to to fix it. Uh, but if if it's something that you can't fix, you know, just you know, you work out of a basement, uh, then maybe you know, don't sell that it's an awesome uh, you know bright <laughs> workspace. <laughs> yeah, and and there's a bit of a fine line, Benji. You, you talked about you know the difference of like, well, you got to work every day of the year in cold and rain and everything to like you get to work out in the fresh air around really awesome people. Those are two different ways to kind of phrase the same thing, but you got to be careful. There's a fine line like that. That I wouldn't consider that being no. misleading, but you don't want to be truly misleading. You want to be on the positive side of it. So, so, okay. There's a difference between a little bit of healthy embellishment for the sake of marketing and flat out lying. 
And if you're writing this and you're finding that you're having to lie a lot to get something like halfway decent, first of all, don't post it. And second of all, there's some reflection that needs to be done on a whole bunch of other stuff within the business. Um, so keep listening to contract so evolution. So keep listening. Um, I, t- I got, I got one more to toss in here at the end. Don't have, um, you know, send your email to I love cars 92 at hotmail.com. Have a professional email. Even if you don't have like a proper, like a, you know, at your company name.com yet. Um, just have it professional sounding as a Gmail or as a, as a whatever, but for heaven's sakes, n- no yeah. old hotmails. Yeah, just ours is super simple. I mean, it's, it's on, on the website. You fill out the form right there so you don't even have to bother sending an email. That's the ideal. But if you do have an email, I just keep it like ours is join the team at btacademy.com. So that's that's the simple one to go with. Exactly. Okay, I want to I want to end with with a question. Um, let's say a listener has listened to this and they, they, you know, they get home, they they download the stuff that we're sharing. They, you know, take a few weeks to implement this. They get a, they get a really well-written job posting up. How will they know that it's working? Is there sort of evidence that's proof? Hey, you know what? You've done an awesome job on this and it's working. Well, they'll receive uh, more resumes and their pool of talent will have increased in terms of the quality. So it's not just about generating more resumes, but it's about getting those resumes that are really what you are looking for. So you'll see an improvement on that side, and you will notice it uh, as well when you invite people for interviews and you engage in conversations with them, you'll see that the interview process is so much easier, has more of a flow to it. People Mm -hmm. are coming informed, uh, and and it makes for a much greater conversation. Yeah, I've heard this so many times in the last couple of years in the in the initial discovery meeting uh, when I meet somebody time and time again, I hear the same sentence and that is, wow, I read the job ad and it just spoke to me like nothing I've clicked on before. And and a lot of the times we're recruiting people that that aren't necessarily just out looking for jobs, but it was something about our post, which is in this framework that we laid out that gets these kind of people that aren't even truly in the market to click. And, and, and it's word for word. They're like, it just spoke to me and exactly who I am and what I'm looking for. And I think you're going to hear that a lot. And it's such a great opener to your point, Josie, around the flow of the conversation. I mean, these discovery meetings are typically set for an hour and a half and we're almost always over just because there's such a great natural flowing conversation. And, and a lot of the time it's, it does stem from from that actual ad i love it um awesome benji before we wrap i got one more really quick thing that i think is might be on the mind of a lot of listeners is we've laid out a whole bunch of this structure and these sections and these categories and some people might be you know might be driving in your truck right now and saying whoa whoa, whoa, what about don't you put like how much you're going to pay these people in there and the Mm, whole conversation right right? um and let's just unpack that for two seconds because i think it is an important point so i'll tell you i never have listed it in, and I think a lot of people kind of might might argue that, and I think there are some different pros and, and cons. Um, the reason is, at least for me, I think if you've put together a really solid job ad here in the way that we've set it up with amazing copy, it's nice and long form, it's beautifully laid out with tons of white space, the imagery is fantastic, someone's not gonna come to that and be like, ooh, this looks like a company that might pay low, does this matter? I, we, we get into the conversation and, and I'll tell you, it hasn't, has never come back to bite me. 
Um, so that, that's kind of mine. I think that there's a lot of kind of downsides. Josie, you maybe lay out some of them for us. Like what are some of the downsides of potentially having it in there? Yeah, so showcasing compensation may... Um impact the uh, level of confidentiality that you want to keep internally yeah. regarding your compensation structure. Uh, Both so could be internally for your employees, but also with competitors, right? Exactly, exactly. So it might affect your comp competitive advantage. So then you might have your competitors start paying more than you are or yeah. trying to attract your own talent to join them. So I'd say those are, are the biggest risks of, uh, of posting compensation. And I think you may also have, uh, as a result, people applying for salary if you cool. are you know, a good payer in the market. And then you may have some misalignment in terms of values. So if that's the main driver for someone to send their applications, it's probably not going to be a great fit in the long run. Yeah, 100%. To that point, I think if, if you're doing it right, it, it doesn't even come up till much, much later. I'm typically kind of like at the end of a second very long meeting before we even before I even ask that question of like, Hey, to you know, live a really good, fulfilled life. How much money do you need to be making? That that actually comes in. We're probably like four hours into conversation mm -hmm. at that point. It's so clear how professional it is and how solid our team is. They'll know that we're not hiring these people and built this epic team by paying minimum wage. Um, yeah. And then Benji, why do you, like in what case would you, do you think you would want to put it in? So I think the case could be made um, if you are if it's an hourly position, um, if it's more seasonal work and it's an extremely tight labor market, you may want to post sort of a range of what the hourly wage might be depending on how their interviews go, their qualifications and sort of that, that's that, you know, onboarding process. Um, so you, you could do it then, but I, I agree for higher level roles for anyone in a managerial position in a decision making position in a leadership position, it's probably best left out and then brought up organically in conversation when you're actually working with this candidate through the rest of the funnel, which we will talk about later. But um, yeah, only in cases where you'd have super tight labor market and it's an hourly role. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's end it there. Josiane, where can people find a little bit more about you find out more about you and what you do well you can go on hr uh, sorry crewhr.co uh, and and read about the services that we offer and you can also find me on linkedin and find out a bit more about my profile but um, not not at your hotmail address no not at my hotmail address <laughs> um before we say goodbye i just want to i just want to sort of plant a seed for the next episode. So we've, to recap, we've done a full episode on ideal candidate profiling, understanding who you need before you go out and look for them. We just finished one on how to write better converting job postings. Next, what we're gonna talk about is how to get this distributed. How do you get this perfectly written job posting in front of as many people as possible? The goal is to have thousands and thousands and thousands of eyeballs on this. So we're going to talk about promoting this in a way that leads to an inbox that is chock full of resumes. Um, so that's coming up next in the Ultimate Hiring Funnel series. Josiane, thank you so much for doing these, these last two episodes with us. They were awesome. Thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. Cheers. Thanks, Josie. Thanks so much for watching this episode of Contractor Evolution. If you've already subscribed to our channel, consider sharing this episode with another contractor who you think needs to hear it. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.